Welcome to the Garden of Belonging, a podcast exploring the things that help us belong to ourselves and the things that get in our way. I'm your host, Kim K. Gray, a life coach for good girls and people pleasers, dedicated to helping them know, trust, and courageously share their voices. In this podcast, we will explore topics such as self-knowledge, self-trust, self-acceptance, and self-expression. The world needs our unique gifts. It's time we connect with our inner voice and show up fully as ourselves. Today in the Garden of Belonging, I'm speaking with Susan Cato. Susan is a strategic leader focused on wildly creative thinking and collaboration, helping organizations and individuals shine their light and make a meaningful impact in unique and innovative ways. Susan spent the past 20 plus years leading digital strategy and engagement efforts for nonprofit organizations, helping them to build and engage communities, create valuable content, hosting memorable experiences, and identifying ways to foster connection through shared purpose and co-creation. She has produced award-winning podcasts, online communities, learning programs, websites, blogs, and online events, and continues to pioneer new ways to show up in today's virtual world. All right. Hi, Susan. Thank you for being here. Hello. (laughs) I wondered if you would start by just telling us a bit of um, who you are and what you're about. Uh, just a simple question, I see. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm Susan Cato, and uh, I am about many different things, but mainly about community and connection, connection with ourselves, connection with each other, uh, and connection to our natural world. And I think there's a thread of those things um, that uh, connects us all uh, that's important to just about everything we do. So that's the best way I can sum it up. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, When I say the words, your truest voice, what comes up for you? Powerful magic. Mm -hmm. Um, The ability to resonate and vibrate um, a really powerful note. Uh, that touches people's souls. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And I think that powerful really resonates with me because I think that although we don't realize that each of us has a voice that is powerful and that we'll go out and resonate with someone (laughs) in some group of people. It's almost like the hum of nature, Mm. you know, and you can feel it sometimes when you hear a really powerful, amazing song and you feel your soul vibrating, mm-hmm. when you're speaking in your truest voice, it has that same effect. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. For me, I think it feels this sort of like uplifting feeling. Yeah. Um, what practices have helped you tease out your voice from amongst all the other voices that come in at you? Yeah. It's been a long journey for me. Um, I spent many years being unconscious and not connecting with my true voice. And I'm working through not feeling guilty about what I've missed, first of all, you know, for all those years. So really, it took me until my 50s to find it. 
what helps me, well, there's a few things, Mm -hmm. Uh, music and some specifics, you know, if I'm really feeling disconnected, uh, listening to reggae music is a big deal. (laughs) I grew up in the Caribbean. Okay. Something about the vibration. Someone once told me that reggae music, I asked him why it was so good. He said it was because it was the rhythm of life. Mm. Um, sitting at my altar, mm-hmm. walking in the woods slowly, I would say forest bathing, just really intentionally walking and really listening mm-hmm. to the layers of sound and, you know, smelling the scents and being really in touch helps me to come back uh, in a way that grounds me and brings my voice back. Mm -hmm. Um, Being around certain people and Mm -hmm. uh, being inspired by them, other women who I connect with on a really soulful level, um, I find help to bring me back. Um, Sense around my home, Mm. you know, uh, Palo Santos is a huge one, of course, for me. Uh, but certain things around my home um, help me to come back. And yoga, of course. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of, like, this idea of presence in what you're saying. You know, talking about going through the woods and just, not just walking through the woods, but listening to what you what's going on, listening to the birds, smelling the scents, um, just yeah. really being present in the now. I would call it radical listening. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you share a time in your life when you were holding back your voice and what helped you to free it? Yeah. I held back my voice, as I said before, for many, many years uh, for a lot of reasons. And I wasn't aware of at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and essentially it was sleepwalking, I would say, for, for so long, just trying to power through a phase, um, trauma, not walk, and not walk through it, okay? Until about 11 years ago, I would say, a very close friend of mine, somebody I've been friends with, a woman who I've been friends with since a teenager, mm-hmm. looked at me and said, Susan, I'm really worried about you. I look at you and I don't recognize you anymore. I don't know who you are. And it was really hard to hear that. Yeah. It was really hard to hear that from a very close friend who, you know, I just loved dearly. I was angry at first and hurt and um, felt bad about myself. And then there was something about that moment that, that was the turning point for me Mm. where um, I started it, it opened a door, I would say. And first I was ready at that moment to hear that. Mm-hmm. And it started the journey that I'm on today. So it takes a, a good friend to say something really truthful and authentic and honest sometimes for you to see things that you can't see yourself. yourself. Yeah. 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 And a true friend for you to be able to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And also I think part of that was, you know, I was ready to hear it. Right. Yeah. So maybe if she had said something like that to me seven years earlier, perhaps I wouldn't have heard it or I would have just been pissed off or something. So. Right. Right. <laughs> but I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. That timing is important. And I'm so grateful. 
to her mm-hmm. for saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what has sharing your truest voice done for you? Oh, wow. It's done several things on several, in several areas of my life. I would say um, the times when I'm sharing my truest voice and I really can feel that I'm in that zone and I'm connected, um, I'm most successful in my work. Uh, people listen. They put things down and they're very attentive mm. when I'm really speaking my authentic and true voice. I feel like I'm connecting to people and touching their souls. It, and, it, and it doesn't have to be something deep and philosophical. I'm really mm-hmm. standing in my truth and working on a project and really paying attention and being present. It is that whole concept. I feel like I'm 10 times more successful at collaboration and team building and coming up with creative ideas and innovating and all of those things that, you know, no matter what you do, make, make work exciting. Yeah. Um, it's also brought me together with new people uh, that are sisters in, in, in deeply connected ways, even though I've just met many of these women. Mm-hmm. It's opened up doors, new possibilities of uh, things I work on and how I spend my time. I, I see life in an entirely different way mm. now that I found my voice, yeah. uh, which is really interesting. And for and my singing voice has gotten better. Oh, cool! <laughs> which is really cool because <laughs> I've always wanted to sing, but now I'm realizing, hey, wow, that sounds pretty good. Well, maybe someone <laughs> thinks that, but that's all that matters. Anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that's so wonderful. I think and inspiring. Thank you for sharing that because I think it can be really scary to step out and share our truest voice. And, um, you know, you've just laid out all these wonderful things that can happen when we do that. So thank you. Um, so I have a question that I didn't send you ahead of time. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, a bonus question. In what ways does your business reflect your truest voice? I'm still evolving in my work, okay? I work on many different projects. So at the core of what I do, for the most part, is really built around community and shared purpose. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to really get at that concept of shared purpose, we have to stand in, in our own authentic selves and mm-hmm. truly, you know, kind of own ourselves and our and our power and our voice. And that resonates and that transcends different types of projects. So whether I'm helping somebody build an online community for a group um, of women, or whether I'm helping somebody um, produce a, a podcast and tell stories, like really great stories about what they went through to accomplish a certain task, um, whether I'm working with people in my community about being more aware of our, uh, of, of our environment and things that they can do to really enrich our neighborhood ecologically. Um, it all has a similar thread mm-hmm. and it shows up that well. So we call it my business, which I'm still figuring out on many levels. 
um, but I am starting to see themes in the different projects that I work on. Um, and it really is all about shared value, shared purpose, connection, community, collaboration, um, that, that, that moves through all of those different pieces. So for the past 20 years, I've been working in a digital space, uh, producing blogs and podcasts and websites and communities, and essentially uh, teaching organizations, large and small, and some individuals, how best to show up authentically online in meaningful and creative ways to engage with uh, communities. Mm -hmm. like customers or members and now this is really moving into a concept that is built around shared purpose and community mm. that's beautiful thank you um what voices do you wish the world could hear more from and are there any specific voices that you want to lift up and share with us today yes <laughs> <laughs> um there's a few well first um i have a new uh, a friend who I've met recently within the last year uh, named Megan Cornell, and uh, she calls herself a word witch, but she is an amazingly powerful woman, and her written prose is, is just beautiful, and um, I really want people to, you know, take a look at what she's doing. Mm -hmm. um, another person is Rebecca Scritchfield. And Rebecca is somebody I've known for a very long time. Uh, we actually used to be coders together, started as, as a coder. <laughs> and um, she is now a dietitian and an author. And she started this whole movement about body kindness. Mm. And she has a podcast called Body Kindness, a book called Body Kindness. She's on TV and she's very pro, you know, health at every size. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, she's amazing. And I want my daughter and her, my daughter's daughters to mm -hmm. attention to what Rebecca is doing. Yeah. Um, the other person is, and many of you may know, is Rebecca Campbell. And uh, another turning point for me on my spiritual journey was reading uh, Rebecca Campbell's books probably about 10 times through, <laughs> <laughs> um, listening to podcasts, going through her course. Um, really helped me understand my power as a, a divine feminine goddess mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and as a woman and all of the possibility and, and strength that I have within me. Um, the other person that I think I was thinking about was Diane Bondi. And there's this theme of body kindness and self-acceptance self and radical acceptance that's really important to me. And she's a yogi. Yog, a yogi. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and she's all about yoga for everybody and mm -hmm. just puts herself out there. She has a lot of videos online and whatnot. And she talks about being a woman of color and a woman who is heavier, who is leading this whole yoga movement. And it makes me really happy to see uh, people who um, are just so inclusive in the way that they connect with other women and especially in the yoga world. It's, it's mm -hmm. great. So that's just a few. I could go on. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Those are great. I have a similar passion for um, self-acceptance and body kindness. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. And some, some that I didn't, hadn't heard of. So I'll have to go check those out. <laughs> yeah. How can we find you and hear more of your voice? 
Well, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Ms. Cato <laughs> and um, on Twitter at Susan Cato altogether. I am working on evolving um, my, the rest of my online presence. Shoemaker's children here. I help everybody <laughs> with their online presence except for myself. <laughs> right. Um, Yes, I know. <laughs> um, so there's more more to come. Actually, I'm working on that right now. It's one of my immediate goals. Um, and so right now it would be on Twitter or on Instagram would be the main two places. Great. Thanks. <laughs> and if your truest voice had one thing to say today, what would it say? Just show up. <laughs> you know, and show up with no apologies for who you are mm -hmm. and own your beauty and your grace and your strength and your creativity, no matter what. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah. Powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining me in the garden of belonging. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any others. And if you leave a review, it really helps it reach and support more people. If you'd like to explore these topics more deeply, join me in the Garden of Belonging community. There's a link in the show notes for more information about that. Until next time, take care of you. Music in this episode by Dan O. Songs.